Are you a fan of local sports? Do you like local sports sto stories? Do you like to hear stories that happen in the locker room? Or tales of days gone by in Arkansas high school or collegiate sports? Then Ghost Game is your show, your podcast to listen to. We ask that you go to your podcast provider, whether it be Apple, if it's Apple, please give us a five-star rating and give us a comment. It doesn't have to be very long. Just drop us a couple of lines. If you're a Spotify provider, um, go to Spotify, click follow, and then notify you of any new episode that is coming out. It has been awesome to share these stories through the first four episodes. And as we enter the fifth episode, please spread the word about the Ghost Game Podcast. very pleasant good evening and welcome to the hub of Arkansas sports traditions, the podcast known as Ghost Game. We are excited to bring to you the hidden stories and important issues of Arkansas sports. So grab you a chair and your favorite beverage and join myself, Kenny the Hawk Stevens, and Coach Ellis Scooter Register as we travel virtually from the Red River to Crowley's Ridge and from the Ozarks to Lake Village, leaving no stone unturned, no story left untold. The next episode of Ghost Game begins now. Good week, everything, you know, family's good. We went, we went to the lake and had a nice weekend. And uh, Good Father's Day? Good, great Father's Day, yeah. great Father's Day. Couldn't ask for a better. Me too. Even old times, the way they are, a little bit different than what they normally are. It was a, it, it was it was pretty good. I worked. I cleaned gutters and stuff, but but it it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Well, baseball's coming back, huh? Yeah, it looks like it is. I, in fact, uh, last night I got to see my grandson play for the first time, uh, which I was I was pretty impressed with. Junior deputy, they only allow. Two uh, two guests per player, and so the other father-in-law went on Monday, and I went last night. But they they uh, they had people walking around, making people stay social distance in the stands. And, it, and uh, of course, I took a chair and kind of sat away from everybody. But at least I got to see a live game, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my daughter had soccer evaluation. Soccer with with the, it's not Arkansas United anymore. They're changing the name of it. To Arkansas rising, but uh, there's somebody constantly walking around with a sprayer, uh, spraying sanitizer and stuff on on the on the different bags and the, and the soccer balls and stuff like that. So these youth coaches are are doing a decent job as far as uh, maintaining or at least the image that they're that they're trying to protect everybody. So, yeah. But now I will say this: I, I noticed tonight uh, my wife was with me and. And I noticed tonight that the younger the younger girls are wearing their masks onto the field, and and like they're supposed to supposed to wear their masks onto the field and back off on their way to the car. It's the it's the ones that appear to be above twelve or thirteen years old that aren't wearing their masks. Uh, out of uh, an, there was an older team there. Out of about fifteen girls, two had masks on. So. Uh, 
I wonder why that is. <laughs> Probably because the parents told the little girls to wear them. <laughs> Probably, but, you know, I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, from, I'm going to say, I'm not just going to say teenagers, but I'm going to say from that age 15 to about, you know, from 15 up, I mean, I see them every day, teenagers. They're not wearing masks. No, they're not. Uh, Mayor, Mayor Scott today passed a, or signed an executive order for everybody to wear a mask, but uh, now you got the people that say, well, you can't tell me to wear a mask, and, and, and so they're just going to wear it out of rebelliousness. Uh, not wear it out of rebelliousness. So, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I don't like wearing mine. Uh, it gets on my nerves, but, but I wear it out of respect for you. Uh, when I say you, I mean the people around me. Uh, so yeah. it's just what we have to do. And that's the deal. If everybody's wearing masks, we could, we, we could get a hold of this. But right now, and you can see it like tonight, you know, state of Texas, they're 99% capacity in uh, intensive care in Texas tonight. And that's and they and they probably got quadruple the space we have here in Arkansas. So, yep. You know, and people think this, and the, and the governor read a letter today that, that he received from a nurse, and I've read it before, uh, but he uh, he read it, and it if, if you saw the very opening of the press conference, it's pretty, it, 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 if it don't slap you in the, in the submission into wearing these wearing these masks i don't know what does yeah i and uh you know you could tell today his, his tone has changed a little bit yeah he he's a little bit he's a little bit more more serious not that he had not that he hadn't been serious uh but he's he's a little bit more uh you can tell after however many press conferences he's had since march the 11th um you can tell it's taking its toll on him. Yeah, today you could really, I could really see it. He was stressed a little bit, and he was, he was a little bit short and blunt with his answers. And uh, so, you know, and I, he, you know, and I, he's got a lot of pressure on him. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure with that with that position. And you know, the fortunate or unfortunate thing is, this is going to define his his time as governor. You know, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, and 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 uh, I think to this point, he's done a decent job. I mean, anybody, it would be tough for anybody to, to handle. Well, anybody, anybody that holds, whether you're a mayor, whether you're a governor, it's, it's, it, this, this is going to define all of them. It sure is. President, everybody, you know. And, and, you know, then you got the elections coming up this fall. And, and it's just it's, – it's, and the economy and, and the health of people. And, and you know, people just – did what they were told to do, wore their mask, uh, washed their hands. I think we we're not going to be out of this till we get a vaccine, but I think we would be we would be okay. I mean, uh, pe- some people are still going to get sick, but but I think taking precautions sure puts you in a different statistical bracket. It does, and I mean, it's just you know, I I just go to bed every night thankful I hadn't caught it and I'm trying to do everything I can to prevent it. I'm probably not doing hundred percent like I'm supposed to, but I, you know, uh, I'm, 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 I've never washed my hands as much no. as I've washed. I can tell you, I was anti hand sanitizer until this. Now I've got about 50 bottles in my house and, yeah. and, uh, you know, it just, it is, that's the, that's the time that we're living in. 
Um, and we say this, we've said this now every week we've had this, but uh, I, I don't like the terminology of new normal, but I do think we've, we've been through so much now in the last three months that what we were doing before will never be duplicated. We're, we're, we've changed as a society. Well, I think, you know, too, like you mentioned, hand sanitizer, every time I walk by one, I, I get some and wash and, and put on my hands. And, and I, I think that's, I think that's going to be part of the new normal yep. and which is good. And, you know, and I, sometimes I'll, I'll be in the car with my mask on. Santa says, why ain't you got your mask on? I said, I don't know. I'm just getting used to it. I guess. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I don't take it off. I drive by <laughs> people and, and see, see people with them on. And I kind of laugh at them and I look up after I leave work or something, I've got mine on, you know, so it, yep. you know, it, it you know, when I'm not around somebody and by myself at work, I don't wear it, you know, uh, but because it's not comfortable. But as soon as I, I keep an extra one in my pocket and one on my ear. I'm, and so I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, that's right. That's right. And I'll tell you something else too. Uh, this weekend's not going to be good for people who's got upper respiratory problems or asthma with this uh, Sahara desert dust that's going to be yep. in there. Uh, I saw some pictures late this afternoon, New Orleans, uh, also down on the Gulf Coast, and they're 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 telling people to, uh, you know, now that here's here's what's gonna happen. People are gonna get out, and they're not gonna do it, and then they're gonna get, uh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get a uh, respiratory problem. They're gonna think they got COVID, right. so they're gonna go to the doctor, which, you know, probably a good thing. They get tested and find out they don't have it, but you, I think hopefully it's just gonna help people realize that we got to do a better job of taking care of health. We can't take everything for granted. Right. No, we can't do that. You know, uh, uh, there, there, there's no way, no way we can take that stuff for granted. And I've sent tonight. We're going to have, as soon as he gets on here, we're going to have coach, uh, BJ Pascal, uh, this week, he was named the new head football coach at, at Desert. He's going to be the, the new coach down there of the Eagles. Um, and I've, I've sent him the, the invitation to join us. So we'll just keep keep right on talking. Coach, you familiar at all with Desart? Well, yeah, a little bit. You know, Upper White River is what I say Desart is. I grew up on the White River. And, of course, uh, if anybody reads Rex Nelson, you know, he's got a legacy about Desart. And his grandparents lived there. But Desart, uh, you know, thing I remember about it, uh, you know, we played them when I was in high school, and they was always tough, tough football team. And, of course, you know, one of the greatest players to come out of Desert be Cliff Harris, but there have been, been a lot of others. John Wayne Cunningham, big running back at Washington. But, you know, through the years, Desert's always been real competitive, and I think it's a, a good small town uh, that really supports their football team and their athletic program. And, uh you know, um, Emma, our secretary in athletic office, she's a graduate of Desert. Did not know that. Yeah, Emma Saxton. You know, so uh, Hello. there he is, Coach There Pascal. he is, Coach Pascal, the new coach of the Eagles of Desert. How you doing tonight? Hello. You doing all right, Coach? Hey, uh, I, can, I can barely hear okay. you. Hold on a second. Can you hear us now? Coach Pascal. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you th- hear us? Yes, sir. I okay, can hear you. All right. We got with Hi, us. Coach Pascal. Hey, how are you, Coach? I'm doing well. Good, good to hear from you. Yes, sir. Very good to be on here with you. Got Coach B.J. Pascal with us. He's 
we were just talking about Desert, and when, when I think of Desert, there's one place that comes to mind. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. What is it? Dondies. <laughs> Dondies. Yes, That's what everybody says, man. Dondies. <laughs> That's what I tell the kids all the time. I knew two things about Desert before I started working here, and that was Dondies and football. Dondies and football. And, you know, they, a buddy of mine, I've had – Two friends be the head coach there. Coach Tim Harper yep. is 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 a good friend of mine, and and um he had he he took them to a state championship game. Uh-huh. So I guess being a friend of mine helps you. You're going to a state championship, though. <laughs> well, there we go. Hey, let's let's do it. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> so so talk about the process of how you got the job. Okay, uh, so this I just finished my third season here. Uh, I was hired here back in 2017. Drake Widener was the head coach, and I knew him from Lone Oak. When he was the D.C. over at Lone Oak, I had done some volunteering with him and, and kind of got to know him there. Uh, so in 2017, he hired me over here, and the first year I was here, I just coached O-line and D-line. And then the last two seasons, I've been the defensive coordinator. Um, so, And that's, that's pretty much my coaching resume. I was talking to somebody the other day, I mean, other than volunteering. Right. Talking to somebody the other day, and they asked me, they said, Coach, how'd you, how'd you get that job with such a short resume? And I said, well, the, the people in Desert, when they know that you're loyal to their kids and you want the best for them, they are loyal to you. And that's, that's really the only answer I have because I know there are much better coaches out there, but I'm, I'm just so thankful to be able to be here and to be able to coach these kids. Now, Coach, uh, don't, don't underestimate yourself. Uh... You know, a lot of times young coaches do that, but don't underestimate yourself. Yes, sir. I think one thing that, that I've learned uh, in coaching as long as I did, it's all about building a relationship. Yes, sir. And so, obviously, you know, you'd built a good relationship with Coach Wyden. Yep. So, uh, and then you got into Des Ark. And, I, you know, I grew up in Clarendon, small right. town. And I understand, I understand exactly how that is. But don't sell yourself short. And I think you're in a good situation. And uh, – Desert's always been very competitive, you know, as far back as I can remember, and they've always had tough kids. Right. So well, that's, that's just the nature nature of that community. Yep, that's and that's what we tell our kids all the time. Most games we are we're out athleted, uh, about ninety percent of the games that we play in, but there's nobody that should ever out tough us, and that's the mentality that the kids have, and that's that's why we have had some success over the years. It's it's just these kids are tough. They they play with uh, extremely high effort and. And uh, it, it normally turns out good when you play with those two things. Well, that's what, and, and we, me, and, that's why we like to feature those Eastern Arkansas teams because I don't think people in Central Arkansas quite understand anymore what it's like to grow up to want to be some. Right. You know, I grew up wanting to be a Barton Bear. You yep. probably grew up wanting to be a Lone Oak Jackrabbit. Exactly. Uh, Coach Register wanted to be a Clarendon Lion. You know, I mean, we ate, slept, and breathed that stuff. Exactly. And I think that's. That has a lot to do with your success. Yeah, it does. And that's it's funny, right before I got on the phone with you, I, I just met uh, one of the kids that graduated for us last year. He was a all-conference linebacker for us. Um, and he he probably is about five seven and weighs maybe a buck forty. He started at right guard for us too last year. And and now you're not, you know, you're talking about a kid that really undersized, but when they, they don't make them any tougher than that kid. And I just got done talking to him, and I saw him at the gas station and gave him a big hug, and I told him how much I missed him and loved him, and, and he said, Coach, I'd be out there right now if you'd let me. 
Um, but that's the kind of kids that are here in Desert. It's kids that they they want to play ball, and and I love it. Coach, uh, coach, talk a little bit about uh, about about your numbers and how y'all are how y'all are going through this uh, pandemic. Okay. Uh, actually, we're in phase two now, so kind of tell us a little bit how how y'all are doing. All right. So right now, senior high wise, we've got twenty nine kids on the roster. Um, we have them coming in three days a week. We're doing Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And we have them coming in for two hours. So the way we did it um, to be able to, to use the weight room, but to be able to have everybody spaced out, um, you know, we don't have huge facilities. We have a, a small, basically a small shop where our weight room is. So what we've done is uh, to, make, to make it more competitive with our kids and to keep our spacing down, uh, I, I assigned every coach a team. We have a green team, a white team, and a black team. And every coach is in a different spot, basically. So one team will start in the weight room, which, you know, is about 10 kids. Another team will start on the practice field. And then another team will start. We kind of rotate them to different places. But that keeps our numbers down in the weight room. And that coach will have his kids, you know, with him. They rotate through every station. Um, and at the end of the day, we all come together for like a team competition. We do it out on the field or we can be spaced out. Um, and all summer long, long, we're just kind of keeping up with green team, white team, black team, who's winning. Um, it just creates a little competition amongst the guys. And, and that's, you know, we try to, we tell them we're going to compete at everything. If it's, you know, if it's whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's tying your shoe, we're going to be the fastest and the best to tie our shoe. We're going to compete at it all. Um, so we try to breed competition into everything we do. Um, so we split them up into those teams. Now what we're doing, so we'll lift them for about 20 minutes. Um, they'll run. We, we have some different running stuff we're doing for about 20 minutes. And then they'll do some kind of auxiliary. It might be abs for the day. It might be some kind of, you know, high, high interval training, something, some kind of station for the day. Uh, then at the end, we all, uh, go down on the practice field and, and we'll do about 15 to 20 minutes of like endo where we can be spaced out and we can do some, some drill work that fits with the regulations that the state has given us. You know, we can't touch pads. We can't uh, be closer than, than 12 feet apart, you know, so we're, we're doing those kind of things. And then after we do that, we'll have our little competition. Then they, they go home. So you're going three days yes, a week. Sir. And, uh, okay. Well, are you, are you uh, are you observing any part of the dead period, or are you going to work right well, through that? Well, we debated that, and I, I talked with our administrators about it. Us coaches talked about it, and I even called the seniors in, our leaders, and I and I talked to them about what, where they thought, you know, where our team is, and what they thought. And over rounding over over what the kids told me is they don't want to stop coming, basically. Um, most of these kids, if they're not up there, they're, you know, they're, <laughs> they're working at the house. Or, or a lot of them are working. You're right, Coach Stevens. Uh, a lot of them are working. Yeah. And so they, they want to keep on coming, so so we're going to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I like I said, I was kind of torn about it, but uh, they want to do it, and so we'll do it. Well, I, I think if you're going three days a week and you got small numbers, you're probably not going to – probably not going to burn them yes, out. Yes, sir. And, uh, so, you know, and I, a small town, I think, you you know, if you got big numbers, I think sometimes they need a break and you got, you know, you got a big coaching staff. 
And talk about your coaching okay. staff, Coach. How many coaches you got? And uh, and uh, tell us who they okay. are. Okay. We got three on staff, and I have one guy who is a volunteer, registered volunteer. Um, one of the guys on staff, he's from Des Arcades, Trent Whiting. He's our uh, wide receivers coach and our DBs coach. He actually played basketball at UALR, or no, not at UALR, at UAPB. Um, from Des Arcades. I think he graduated from Des Arcades in – around 2011 somewhere in that area um good guy uh love working with him uh another guy that's on staff and he he, last year was his first year here on staff another guy on staff is zach calhoun he played uh ball down at uam so he's a a mighty bow weevil and then um he he, uh he's kind of our strength and conditioning guy he's an exercise science major so he he knows that kind of stuff and he'll be working with o-line and d-line uh, another guy we just hired, his name's Nick Smith. Uh, his dad is Greg Smith. He, uh, yeah. I, yes, sir. I, Greg was on my on my staff when I was all star. Okay. Yeah. Well, Coach Smith, uh, I, I met Coach Smith. He was the offensive coordinator at Lone Oak, uh, Coach Nick Smith. And so I met him there and got to know him. Uh, he went down last year with his dad to Spring Hill. And he just was in a situation where he wanted to get back closer to Central Arkansas, and I knew him. We have we had a good relationship, and so uh, that, that was a huge pickup for me to get him here in Desert. Uh, and he's going to be our offensive coordinator this year. Um, I've called the defense the last two years, so that's what that's what I feel most comfortable with. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Uh, uh, it sounds like sounds like a, a, a good a good staff, and you know you got. You got the one guy from Desert, which you got a little right. action there, and then I know uh, I don't know much about Calhoun, mm-hmm. but I do know Smith's got a tremendous background. In he coaching, does, so. yeah, and he's a great guy. And so that's anyway. you know my uncle's yeah. a coach, and he's coached for years. And one of the things he always told me, and this was before I ever thought about being a head coach, but I always heard him say, you know, hire good people, and then they can become good ball coaches if they're not already. Right. But the most important thing is to hire good yeah. people, and that's. I think that's what we got a bunch of good people. Now they're good ball coaches too. But well, uh, uh, I'm gonna, Coach Redshaw. I'm gonna tell you, uh, you know, he may have aspirations that I don't know about, but I'm gonna tell you. He said he was loyal to Desark, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna echo that because I've I've tried to hire him or help hire him <laughs> in three or four different places, yeah. and and uh, he's been loyal to that place, and I think. 20 years down the road, he'll still be at Desert. You know, that's that's just my opinion yeah. because he's a throwback coach. He, 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 that's where he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, know, it's something about that's pretty small much towns. I've just, I've gotten here and, yeah. and I've loved it, man. Yeah. I think once you get in a small town, I mean, you know, uh, Coach Stevens, you know, Coach McClellan, mm-hmm. you know, was that way. And I mean, you can just go on and on and, you know, uh, when when I was growing up, Buddy Harding and Clarendon, C.R. Gordon, uh-huh. Holly Grove, they didn't want. They had opportunities to leave. They didn't right. want to leave. Yeah. And so I think that's just kind of the norm for. Uh, I don't like to use the word norm right now with pandemic. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that's just kind of the way. Way it, you know, small town. They people get there and they love yep. it. And it's hard. Yeah. To leave. And there's there's this town is full of people. I mean, you know, it's it's just one of those things when you get here. The the people are good. They love football. You know. Oh. I don't know why I should leave. You know what I mean? It's just no. When you can turn around behind you and you've got support, you right. know, I mean that's 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 all you can really ask for. Yep. Um, 
Well, are you going to stay offensively with what, you, with what you've been doing? So, so when Coach Widener was here, we were we were a predominantly a wing T team. Now we we uh-huh. ran our wing T stuff out of uh, out of more of a, a, a slot wing package uh, than a traditional. Um, last year, you know, my cousin was the head coach here last year, Tyler, right? And we went more flex. Uh, so we were. Um, it looked more like. You know, even our offensive line, we did the Harding stance, the butt up, the inside hand down, the three-foot splits. Um, and, we, you know, we ran more midline and mid-triple and uh, inside veer and outside veer, stuff like that. Um, but we also still had our wing key stuff. So we still were – we were still running trap. We were still running buck and counter. And, um, this year it's going to be more – probably more flex even than last year. Uh, okay. Nick has – uh, studied under the Harding guys quite a bit, um, so we're, we're we are probably going to be more flexed than we were last year. Now we're going to have, you know, we'll have some packages for different scenarios. We'll have a, a shotgun package with, you know, maybe ten or so plays, just a handful of plays. But we're we're going to be mostly flex. What about what about your uh, skill people? What about quarterback? quarterback? It's the same kid that played quarterback for us last year. His name is Luke Morton. He'll be a senior this year. Um, he is, he's literally a coach on the field. Uh, even this afternoon, um, today, uh, he came in this afternoon. We were, uh, watching some film. His mom's also the counselor at the school. So he just happened to come up to the school to see mom. We were down there watching film and he came in and just sat with us. And he's, uh, very smart. He understands the option game. Um, he's one of those kids that when he comes to the sideline and he tells you, Coach, I think this is there, it's probably there. Uh, he's he's very sharp and a great kid, and uh, he, he'll do a good job for us this year. Well, you remember this, so when you pass, three things can happen. <laughs> two of them. Two up or bad. That's right. Hey, I've, I've heard that my whole life, Coach. I'm, I'm with you. All right. Throw, throw, throw it on first down. Uh, no, don't listen to it, Coach. I never did. <laughs> hey, I, I think you can throw it on first down. Yeah. Well, I told Coach Smith the other day, I said, Coach, if we get in a game and we can run dive all play, you'll just see me grinning over there. I'm, hey, if we can run dive all night and we can win the ball game, I'm perfectly satisfied with watching Nag dive all right. night. <laughs> yeah, you, bottom line is you want to right. change. Yep. And as a defensive coach, I want to keep my defense on the field as little as possible. That, so that, that, like that makes you look even better, doesn't it? The best defense is a good offense. That's right. <laughs> yep. Coach, what about what about your kicking game? You got a you got a kicker? Oh, uh, we have a punter. Uh, the the kid who punted for us last year, he's back. Um, I don't. Well, we don't have a kicker, so it's probably going to be an onside kick or a watermelon, and it's probably going to be a go for two. Um, okay kind of kind of situation for us this year unless somebody develops you know between now and season who all's in that conference coach is that is that the old was it the six double a yes the six two a uh so this year we only have six teams in the conference uh marianne and brinkley both went eight man okay. so that was our our other two teams but this year it'll be us hazen carlisle uh england um clarendon and marble well, that's a that's a that, that is a football conference. Right there. I love you know, it, man. I'm telling you, every every Friday night. Now, all them teams may not be 
be good, but everybody from town is going to be at every game. Yeah, so that's, that's right. Yep. That's a, that's a, and from what you just named, the majority of those teams are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Hayes and the Carlisle, they're, they're good every year and they're, they're, they're rivals for us, especially Hayes. And, you know, we do the, we have a Prairie County battle of Prairie County trophy with us and Hayes and that we pass back and forth. And, um, we, we got it back last year. It had been with them for two years before, but we got it back from them last year. So that's always a huge deal. I mean, there's only two schools in Prairie County, us and Hazen. And so that's, if you're going to steal something in Prairie County, you need to do it the night that we play because everybody's right there at that game. Uh, so that, that's a huge game for us. And I'll tell you, and I listened to your podcast uh, the other day with, with Coach Meek. Uh-huh. Clarendon is going to, they're, they're going to be good this year. Well, they were good last year, but they're they're going to be special this year. And that's, to me, Clarendon in our conference this this year is probably going to be the team to beat. Well, I'm not I'm not I don't know all the coaches in that conference, but I'm, I'm speaking for you and Coach Meek. Not only are y'all good coaches, but like you said, y'all are good people. You know, and and, and, and I, I'm I'm proud of you, uh, Coach. He did his internship. That's right under me. Yep, <laughs> you did. Steve Scott with, with Coach Stevens at Parkview. And 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 coach coach Withrow, uh, he evaluated uh, uh, yep. with him. Yep, I was with Withrow. Coach Pascal, I'll call you later and talk to you privately about how that intern went. Coach <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's probably good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know about. Was he in the trailer? He was in the trailer. Yeah, I was in the trailer. Well, did, did y'all did y'all go to I, the gym? I'll tell much? you what. I know what that gym looks like. How about that? <laughs> I have seen that gym. That gym, that yeah. gym was a was a was a frequent location. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, coach, you talk, uh, before we let you go, uh, I know you're gonna play. You, you've got six teams in the conference, so you have five conference games. What about the rest of your? Uh, non-conference. We start the year with Palestine Weekly, um, and then we play McCrory, and that's that's McCrory's gonna be good. I look for them yeah. in the next year or two. Uh, I mean, it, and it might happen this year. They got a real good class that I believe are juniors this year. Uh, I look for them to be a team that, you know, makes deep, deep runs in the playoffs. So they're, they're going to be real good. That's our second game. And then we play Barton and Earl. And oh, Barton, Barton Bears. Bears. <laughs> yep. We got the Barton Bears. We got two Barton. And, you know, my uncle coached over there for a little, for, for a few years. And, uh, I saw some pictures of some of the updates they've made to their facilities. That oh man, looks amazing. Coach Burkhead's done a good job over there. Yeah, that's. Uh, it doesn't even look like the same place, and I hadn't seen it in person just from the pictures. It doesn't look like the same place. No, no, there wasn't no turf over there when no. I went. When I was there. <laughs> that's nice. And then we finish our non-conference so got- with Mountain Pine. We got we go down to Mountain Pine. So you go. You got. Uh, you got nine games scheduled. Uh, there should have been ten, unless I missed somebody off. Uh, Palestine, McCroy, uh, Barton, Earl, and Mountain Pine. That's our five. Yeah, that's right. Five, five non-conference. Five yes, sir. Conference. Um, do you have to drive the bus, Coach? <laughs> well, it's a fun, it's funny you ask that. Uh, the the past three years that I've been here, well, when Coach Widener was here, he had a CDL, but other than him, I was the only coach with a CDL. Um, and so I got to drive about 90% of the time then. Then last year I was the only coach on staff with a CDL. So I drove every game on that one. 
But this year, I've got another coach on staff for the CDL, so I think I'm going to ride a little bit. There you go. Well, that's, that's part of moving over in that big chair. That's right. You don't, yeah. you don't have to drive that bus. And he's well, a good track you know, coach, coach too now. You, I've seen him in action. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to, you're probably going to have to carry another bus if they only let 22. That's true. Bus. Yeah, that. With the, I hadn't even thought about that yet, Coach, but you're right. Yeah, so you maybe you need to get that one of them other coaches to get that yeah, CDL. Yeah, hey, we're, we're – they're on, I'm on them about it. I, I can tell you that. Well, <laughs> let your let your license expire so you don't have to move over there and drive that bus. There you go. Well, I appreciate you yeah. coming on tonight, Coach. Yeah. And, and good luck to you. And if you ever need anything, you know where I'm at. Yes, sir. Well, I really appreciate it. And it was, it was an honor to talk to you guys. All right. Good talking to you, Coach Pat. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That was good. That was good. Yeah, coach. he's a good. He's a good guy. I just want. I, I wanted to ask him one more question, but I wanted to ask him. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, what was the what was the big landmark that always everybody always feared about going to Desert? That cemetery on the other side of that on the other side of them bleachers. <laughs> well, no, that cemetery. Yeah, but I'm talking about. If you're if you're coming, uh, not necessarily if you're coming from the south, but if you're coming from the east, people did not like to cross that swinging bridge. Okay, okay. You, I don't. Did you ever that, go over that? I don't. I, I, I and, and and he'll probably text me when he hears this, and 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 let me know about it. But I I didn't know about the swinging bridge. Oh yeah, they had a swinging bridge. It was it it was it. it, uh, it, was, it, it, it I tell you what, it was. Uh, I, I went over it a few times, but you know, you had to, it wasn't a lot of fun and, and it did move a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, you're joking with him about going to the gym with my class. Well, that was, that was during that time period when I was the head coach at Parkview and I was going through my health issues. So, uh, yeah, he pretty much taught my class with me. Uh, uh, a lot of times just kind of doubled over in the back cause I was in so much pain, but, uh, well, when that, he, yeah. he 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 is uh Dr. Mann at at uh at ULR said he's a he was a great teacher when she showed when she introduced me to him and you know he really is he 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 was prepared every day uh, coaches get a bad bad rep for for teaching but he he did a great job in class well I, i'm sure he did and he learned a lot from me <laughs> well i don't know about that but but i mean i was proud to have him he, he, you know he and he went down there every afternoon. It was when Coach Bolding first got the job at Parkview uh, behind me. And I think that may have helped him, too, because he got to see the very first stages of, of how Coach Bolding started a program and, and his weight program and all of that. So, I mean, I, I'm sure he's, he's using some of that as well. But I've, I've tried to get him a couple of jobs, and he just, he just would not leave Desark. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's – I think he's loyal to that place, and I think in the world of, of, of young coaches, he is a rare breed because he, he – I don't think he has – I think he would be just as happy as he could be being at Desert for the rest of his life. Yeah, well, I, I, I get that. I mean, I, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot. You know, coaching in small towns got a lot of, a lot of perks. I mean, just going back and when I was growing up, you know, the, the, the high school football coach was – he was yep. a legend. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody looked up to him, and everybody, everybody, you know, I'm, I'm quite sure there are a lot of, 
lot of young people that want and, to be. And, you know, Desarc's been I, kind of a stepping stone, you know, for people to project into, into bigger jobs. Coach Harper, who I'm going to try to get on next week, Coach Harper's one. And Coach Widener did it. I'll tell you somebody that coached it. I'll tell you somebody that coached at Desarc that uh, moved on to bigger things. Ronnie Kerr coached yep. at Desarc at one time. Who's the who's the famous football player from Desarc? Is that is that uh Cliff that's Harris? That's what I thought. Cliff Harris, uh, old Washita Tiger, played for the Cowboys too. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and he's an NFL Hall NFL of Fame. NFL Hall of Famer, uh, which was going in this year, wasn't he, Coach? No, he went in okay. last year. I, I thought it was this year he was going in. You know, they postponed that till next year. So, yeah. Um, well. He- it may be that he was going this year, but I know, but I know he's, I know he's yeah. going in. If he hadn't, if he hadn't gone in, yeah, I was, so. uh, yeah, I, I thought that, I thought that's who was from there was was Cliff Harris. But uh, if you've ever been to a game in Desarc, uh, you know it's like it's like Clarendon, it's like Barton, it's like uh, Hazen, all those other places. You know, I I grew up going to those ball those those football fields and stuff, and I'm gonna tell you they're 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 eerily similar. And visitor side is just as full as the home side in a lot of those places. That's right. They line up behind the bus and they travel. And he talked about Hazen and Desarc. I bet that is a a uh, wonderful atmosphere. Yep, I, I, I know it is. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I know you you're not gonna be able to do it, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a game over there somewhere. Pick out, of course. You know, of course, I'd like to see Clarendon play, but. Uh, you know, he had some good things to say mm-hmm. about Clarendon, but that, that's going to be a tough conference. When we started, when we got the what we kind of wanted to focus on was was those communities over in that that part of the state and 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 how, you know, football's kind of leaving them. But when you say it was 6A when I was growing up, and that's 6AA, when you say that conference, that used to be a slobber knocker conference. Probably still is. Yep. Yep, probably is. I mean, it, yeah, there wasn't no easy nights in that uh, in that conference, and and I remember, uh, you know, we we played those conference games, but our non-conference schedule, you know, we opened with Augusta and then played Brinkley and then played Mariana. I mean, they, you know, and those were all big schools. Well, Augusta wasn't, but Mariana and Brinkley were, and uh, then you know, Carlisle, Lone Oak. Uh, Gillette, Whew. Gillette was always tough. Had to go to Elaine. Elaine, yep. No, the yep. Elaine, the Panthers. That's what they were. I, I think. They were Elaine, Elaine Panthers, yep. Marvel Academy Mustang. Mustang. Now I don't know if they're still Mustangs. That's what they were back yeah, in the day. Yeah, they were the Mustangs and and Holly Grove. What were they? What were they, Coach? Coach Holly Grove Panthers, and they were tough every year. <laughs> to play them on Thanksgiving. Cotton was the Strappers, right? Scrappers, that's right. Okay, all right, I, yeah. reminiscing here. Uh, it seems like Wheatley. Yeah. What was Wheat? What was Wheatley before it was Palestine? What, didn't they have a high school there? They did. I, I think they didn't have football. They just had basketball. But I, I I'm, I'm gonna go on record as saying it was a Wheatley. Here's Pirates. your Here's your trivia question. You know Mike Johnson, don't you? He yep. coached at Wheatley. Lived in Brinkley in a one room apartment. And coached in Wheatley. He must mm. have coached basketball because evidently they didn't have football. But but uh, uh, he, well, when I met Mike, the first time I met Mike Johnson, 
He was a, he was coaching basketball at Fordyce yep. when I was refereeing. He was he was, he, he, he come to Jacksonville with Coach Johnny Watson, uh, and then yeah. came, went Jacksonville over to Fair. But um, well, it was another good night. Guy loved reminiscing night, about that part of the state. I'm proud of him. I think he's going to do a good job. And uh, uh, I like to see young people with that with that much passion because he's got it. He does. I think he'll he's, do well. He's a good fit over there. Well, Coach, uh, have a good weekend. You gonna have any baseball in the, going to any of this weekend? Or? I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it live on watch Facebook. Live on Facebook. Boy, that's something else. I'm glad. It I'm is. glad that uh, two years ago today, Anthony played his last baseball game. It came up on Facebook, uh, and and I was in Denver. I was in Colorado at a wedding and missed it. Yep, you were at Crested Butte. Butte. Uh, and, and it was two years ago today. And, uh, you know, those uh, when you're in the middle of them, it, it seems like it's it's going to last forever, and it doesn't. And uh, uh, when you get to see those memories on Facebook, it's 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 uh, it's awesome. But, you know, you, they, they grow up on you. <laughs> they, they do. They do. Well, uh, I will probably talk to you tomorrow. And uh, All right, Coach. Sir. All right, sounds uh, good. Coach Benberg, if you're listening to this on your way back from the beach, I hope you had fun. Uh, drive carefully. Make sure you're buckled up. When you get back to Arkansas and Little Rock, make sure you wear your mask. That's right, Coach Benberg. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow, Coach. All, All right, right good night. night.